Good morning. Uh, it's my privilege to uh, bring God's word to us this morning. Uh, I'm Andrew, um, married to Shona. Shona and I are, are members of Breton, but typically we are serving God in uh, in Asia, in Thailand, amongst a people group called the Shan. But for uh, this year, we're here in, in Breton, and it's wonderful to have time uh, together. And uh, I've been particularly blessed by this uh, recent series that we've been going through on the church, uh, listening to different facets of what it means to be a Christian, uh, different facets to mean uh, to mean uh, to what it is to be a church. And uh, last week I was particularly inspired by uh, Brian's uh, sermon on uh, the people of God being a movement or uh, God's movement uh, in in uh, in the world, in, in time, in history. And uh, it's inspiring to know that we're not called to be something that is uh, static, that is self-serving, but is uh, our lives are transformed in, into something that is useful, uh, part of God's purposes in the world, whether it be in Peterborough, whether it be uh, in the West Midlands or the East Midlands, sorry, uh, or even to the ends of the earth. It's wonderful uh, that as followers of Jesus, uh, we have these incredible blessings in our lives uh, and it's just so wonderful to be church. So this morning uh, we're going into a new series uh, which is about uh, lessons uh, from scripture in regard to lockdown uh, and what can we glean from uh, scripture. And so I've been asked to look at the, uh, some of the uh, accounts of uh, Israel or God's people uh, in the wilderness uh, after they had uh, passed the, the Red Sea. So just to bring some context, uh, for many, many years, uh, hundreds of years, uh, uh, the people of God were uh, in slavery in Egypt and uh, under the oppression of the Egyptians and the Pharaoh. Uh, but they were delivered miraculously through the uh, series of different plagues and then of culminating in the uh, crossing of the Red Sea. And uh, uh, chapter 15 of uh, of Exodus has got this amazing uh, song that uh, Moses and Miriam uh, sang uh, after their deliverance or their salvation from uh, Egypt. Uh, but they went into a new season. They went into a wilderness, an area of uh, unknown, uh, uncharted territory. Uh, and that brought a, uh, a new set of situations uh, for, for God's people to, to face. And so uh, this morning we're going to have a look at uh, some of the uh, situations that God people's face. So first I'd like to pray and ask God's help and uh, that he would be with us during this time. Father, I thank you so much for the privilege of bringing your word. I pray that you would uh, bring your word to life to us this morning, that it would be uh, useful. Lord, I ask for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. and I pray that you'd open the eyes of our hearts, Lord God, so that we'd be able to receive uh, from you what we need uh, for this season ourselves as your people. So please bless, Lord God, and may this time be fruitful in your sight. I pray in Jesus' name. So uh, picture uh, the situation uh, it's a new day uh, and uh, uh, Moses uh, led the people uh, of Israel uh, from the Red Sea uh, into the desert, desert of Shur. And uh, they were looking for water for three days uh, and eventually they came to a place called Mara. Uh, but the water there uh, was bitter. That's why it's called Mara, because Mara means bitter. So it was bitter waters and uh, uh, you couldn't drink it. And so... Uh, the people of God, they uh, they grumbled and they, they complained, saying, what are we going to drink? Uh, and they said that to Moses. So Moses uh, cried out to God and asked uh, for God's help. And God uh, pointed uh, Moses to a piece of wood. 
And Moses took the piece of wood and laid it on the water and it changed the water so that it could be uh, fit to drink. It was also there that uh, God uh, gave a, uh, an instruction uh, for God's people that if they uh, listened uh, and uh, obeyed what he was doing, then he, would, uh, he would, uh, wouldn't allow the diseases that afflicted the Egyptians to, uh, to uh, get the, the, the people of, of God and that uh, he is their healer. And so, uh, after that, the, uh, the people went from, um, from Mara, uh, to Elim, uh, where there were, uh, 70 palm trees and, and, uh, lots of water and they camped next to the water. So what do we have uh, to learn from this situation? Uh, it must have been pretty difficult, uh, to have a huge number of people, uh, to be responsible for those people and then to take them into an area, uh, where there was no water. I just can't imagine how, how hard it would be if there were uh, children and livestock and old people to, uh, be concerned about as well. And it was a, a desperate situation, even though they'd had this wonderful experience of crossing the Red Sea. The rubber hits the road. Oh, I don't know if it was a road or a track, but the, 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 the situation is just the reality was what do you do if you can't drink? Uh, it is very difficult. I know what my family is like. You put them in a car for uh, a few hours and uh, if we turn up at a, a road uh, service station and the toilets are locked or, or they're not serving, uh, it can be pretty, uh, pretty uh, grumbly situation. So I don't think we're too, uh, too different, uh, the nature of, of people. Uh, but it's just wonderful, uh, what happened, uh, in this story. You can see that, uh, God's people, uh, complained, uh, and they went to Moses and Moses went to God. And God wasn't ignorant. God knew about their situation, uh, but God gave them uh, a clear way or gave Moses a clear way to place water, a uh, place, a uh, piece of uh, wood in the water and change the situation. I don't know whether that was a, a miracle that took place or whether the water had some, uh, the, the, the wood had some uh, strange properties or I doubt it. Uh, but uh, it's a very interesting picture uh, of, uh, of bitter waters becoming sweet uh, through placing a piece of wood uh, into the situation uh, and made the water palatable or the situation tolerable uh, or even a blessing. It was a many years ago that uh, Shona and I uh, went to a, uh, a seminar uh, that taught on uh, the father heart of God or God as father in a, in a way that uh, we'd not really uh, been aware of or received. And uh, a man called Jack Winter, uh, who's gone to be with the Lord now, uh, he shared on this particular passage, and I've never forgotten it, and I want to bring it, uh, what he was sharing to you this morning. He, he drew an analogy or a comparison between the piece of wood that Moses, uh, put on the, uh, the water that was bitter and turned it sweet. He, he gave the picture of the cross. Uh, and you know, when we look at the Old Testament, when we read the Old Testament, we have the New Testament that is a, a lens, uh, through which we need to filter, uh, what we're, uh, looking at, uh, so that we can apply it, uh, to our lives. In, uh, a few minutes, we'll have a look at a passage in Corinthians that, that, that shares some lessons from this period of uh, Israel's time. But uh, to think about the, the cross, if we uh, live our lives with a, a picture of the world, uh, with what Jesus has done for us on the cross and through his resurrection, it changes the perspective. Uh, the experience uh, might not actually change. Uh, the, the What's happening might not change, but our uh, perception of that uh, situation uh, changes. And so uh, it makes our, our, our situation palatable or, 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 or 
livable uh, or even we can see blessings when perhaps previously we could just see things that would make us grumble. And uh, for the, for me and for the teaching that uh, Jack Winter brought on this subject, it was on the subject of forgiveness. Uh, so many things in life, uh, challenges that we face, uh, we, we, we might think of oh, other people have got it better than us. Or why are we faced with that situation? Why is my family sick? Why have we got these things going on? Why don't we have enough money? Why have we all these things? And so what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Uh, is a can be a daily concern. It might be your concern this morning. Um, but God provides and God provided this piece of wood for Moses in the in the wilderness. And he provides uh, Jesus uh, and the, the, the what Jesus took upon himself in terms of our sin and afflictions on the cross and then was raised from the dead. And uh, today we can live our lives in the light of what Jesus has done and what the cross has brought uh, to our own experience in life. And so I'd like to uh, uh, challenge you today to uh, as we go into this uh, we don't know how long this period is going to last where we have restrictions on what we're doing in our liberties uh, but if we see our situation uh, in the light of uh, the cross and what uh, God has done if we think of the amazing things that we have heard over the last uh, few weeks in terms of what it means to be church it really brings an encouragement to us uh, so it, our worldview, our picture of the world, our interpretation of events is different from what it would have been otherwise. And so uh, let's uh, have another look at uh, some more scripture as we go on. But uh, think about areas of your life uh, where you need to apply this piece of wood, the cross, to your situation to change your situation uh, into a situation that would not be one that would make you grumble, but one that would make you praise God, uh, because there are many uh, that, uh, uh, that that is the case. Now, for me, it was a relationship with a, m a member of my family uh, who I didn't receive the affection that uh, I, I needed. Uh, and um, thinking about the cross and what Jesus has done on the cross, um, enabled me to uh, forgive that person uh, and give that person space because they haven't received uh, the love of the Lord in the way that I have and uh, freed me to forgive them, freed my heart uh, to love them and to appreciate them. And you know what? They actually changed in their uh, their way they interacted with me uh, after I uh, went through that experience. And it's just bringing the cross. So again, what part of your life today can be filtered through the cross uh, and maybe there are people that you need to forgive maybe there are family uh, situations at the moment that are challenging uh, that you just need to bring uh, the cross into that situation and the resurrection uh, because without the resurrection the cross doesn't mean much but the resurrection Jesus is alive and Jesus is with his people which we'll see in the next passage of scripture so it was about six weeks after uh, Israel left um across the Red Sea and they were off again, uh, Moses led the people into the wilderness uh, from Elim uh, and they went uh, into the desert of Sin. Strange name, isn't it? But when in the desert of Sin, they were uh, really struggling because they didn't have uh, what they needed to, to eat. And so uh, typical fashion, they started grumbling again uh, and went to Moses and Moses interacted with God and God uh, provided uh, manna and um, quail. So manna in the morning, uh, like flakes, it says like uh, uh, coriander or 
um, when it was cooked up, and uh, or, or wafers like honey. Uh, but these flakes were gathered every morning, um, didn't need to gather on a, on the Sabbath, uh, but uh, God provided uh, double what was needed the day before. Uh, and uh, some people tried to hoard, and some people, um, when they did that, it found that the, the, the manna went uh, moldy and got maggots. Uh, but anyway, God uh, provided for uh, Israel in this way for uh, 40 years, the entire uh, time that Israel were in the wilderness. It's hard to uh, comprehend what this uh, manna was, was like, so let me see what I can do. Come and have a look. Okay, so they said it was flakes. Yeah, a bit like this, I think. Can you imagine eating this? Picking this every morning. Yeah, like that. You probably do anyway, yeah. So that's what you see in uh, chapter 16 of uh, Exodus. And then further on uh, in chapter 17, the first part of it, you've got this account of uh, going on from the desert of sin. Uh, Moses and Aaron continuing to lead uh, the people. And uh, uh, they went, they came to uh, from place to place as God led them. And they came to Rephidim. And uh, in Rephidim, again, there was no water. And uh, so again, the, the people of God wanted to know what to uh, what to drink. And so they came to, uh, to Moses. They were really upset and said, you know, it would have been better being, uh, again, they said it would be better being uh, staying in Egypt where they had everything that they needed. But now that uh, they've come to die in the desert, uh, their uh, livestock and their children uh, dying of thirst. And so um, Moses goes to God again and, and says that, you know, the people are almost about to stone me. Uh, so uh, God uh, gets him to take the, uh, the rod that he'd used to part the Nile uh, and then to, uh, with the elders of Israel, go and uh, uh, strike the rock. And that uh, water came out uh, that the uh, people uh, were able to uh, were able to drink. That's very profound. We'll see uh, as we look in the uh, uh, New Testament now. So now we've uh, uh, seen the uh, from the stories in in the Old Testament. Let's uh, apply uh, the lens that comes to us having the New Testament uh, that remember the people in the desert didn't have. Uh, but Paul wrote about these uh, things that we were looking at uh, a few minutes ago uh, to the church in, in Corinth, which was a, a super gifted uh, church, but also uh, a church that had uh, many challenges and uh, uh, many sins. So Paul wrote uh, to uh, the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 3. Just have a look at that. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. And so here we have a, a, a very uh, interesting um, observation from Paul that, uh, that Jesus or Christ, uh, accompanied God's people uh, in the desert during that time uh, in the wilderness where they didn't quite know where they were going and uh, they had experienced salvation uh, through the Red Sea and then they were uh, being led by Moses. Uh, God was in uh, that picture. God was intimately in the picture, providing for their needs. And uh, as the the water came from the rock, uh, that water 
uh, Paul says, uh, was Christ. And so it was uh, God uh, in Christ that the people of God were depending upon whether they could see him, whether they could experience him uh, or not. He was there faithful to his promise uh, and with his people, uh, even though sometimes his people were not uh, behaving in the way that they should. And uh, for us, you know, we're in this uh, very strange season and uh, time where we have limitations on uh, how we how we live and where we go and what we do um, and how we worship even. Um, and, you know, where are we in this and what's God saying uh, to us? What lessons are there to be learned? I think the, uh, the, the, the thing to learn is that uh, God is with us. God is with his people. And we've We've, we know what it is to be church. We know what it means to be a people uh, blessed. And so uh, we, we don't need, uh, we're in a better position than the people were uh, in the wilderness because we know uh, that God is with us. We've got the whole New Testament uh, uh, with the, the, the life and work of, of Jesus and uh, now his spirit indwells us. And so how much more should we not be grumblers? Um, lessons to be learnt from the passages that we're looking at is that, you know, God was actually testing uh, his people in the wilderness uh, in Exodus verse 15, uh, uh, Exodus chapter 15, verse 25. We see that, that uh, he was, uh, he was, he was trying to see, he was looking for faith in God's people. But actually, conversely, God, God's people were uh, testing uh, God through their constant uh, grumbling and uh, their, they, they weren't meant to be like they were. The, 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 the word that Paul is bringing is a criticism uh, or a, a warning to the church in Corinth, looking at the lessons of the people in the wilderness. So we need to be careful not to, to sugarcoat that. Um, but, you know, throughout, uh, God did show his faithfulness and uh, presented solutions, whether it be uh, the wood that was placed on the water, whether it be the, the manna that God provided daily for their food, the quail in the evening, the meat, whether it be water from the rock, which is uh, metaphorically Jesus, um, whether it be through appointed leaders and, and God raises up people. Now, uh, I think Moses was more of a, uh, he was a spiritual leader and a kind of a political leader as well. So it's a bit mixture of Brian and Boris together. Uh, but God, God's people shouldn't be uh, moaning and, 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 and grumbling. We should be uh, trusting uh, God uses uh, his appointed leaders uh, to lead God's people. Providing us promises uh, to, to live by. We have, uh, it's not just a tier uh Two, one, two, three restrictions. Uh, we have a, a, a track on which we should run uh, in following God. We have uh, not not just a, a list of do's and don'ts, but the Holy Spirit working in our hearts uh, to show us when we do something that is pleasing or not pleasing to God, uh, to keep us in check and so that we don't go off track. Uh, God uh, gives us promises to live by. And he's, he's, he's the healer. He's the one who we can go to and uh, miracul he miraculously is involved in our lives. So let's uh, continue to look in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 9 to 13. Let's read that. We should not test Christ as some of them did and were killed by snakes. And do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings to us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation overtaken uh, you except what is uh, common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you uh, be tempted beyond uh, what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. 
And so I think, uh, you know, we're in our homes, uh, maybe isolated. How are you doing? How are you doing in your walk with God? I think uh, some people uh, will be drawing closer to God, but unfortunately, some people uh, are, are cooling to the things of God. And so we should uh, be careful and mindful of where we're at and be as reaching out uh, where it is possible to uh, make sure that we all go through uh, this experience with a growing relationship with God. In Thailand, uh, in the church that we uh, are a part of in Chiang Mai, uh, we've been sharing testimony each week as to what we've been experiencing in God uh, in this particular time, this season. And I remember one testimony. Uh, it's a, a lady who has got a, a one leg is shorter than the other. She has a club foot, uh, but she's somebody who I've respected. She's a believer. And uh, uh, she uh, is a Shan lady, a migrant lady uh, living in Chiang Mai. And she's married a man who's a Thai man, which is very un unusual the way around. And she, uh, because she's got disability, the fact that she married a, a northern Thai man was quite amazing. And she's actually owns her own business. And so uh, I've always been quite impressed by this family. But during this uh, uh, time of, uh, of COVID, uh, this lady, she came to the church and she gave testimony uh, and she broke down because she actually... Uh, she was infected with COVID, uh, and uh, but she doesn't have medical care co uh, coverage. And so she was terrified of going to the doctors because she couldn't afford any treatment. So she stayed at home, but she had all the symptoms and she was extremely ill. Uh, but through that time, uh, she recommitted herself to God and she came. And the reason she gave testimony was that she she wanted to confess that actually for the, the previous uh, year or so uh, before this season, she'd been drifting in her faith. And although she looked like things were good, actually deep down things were not good. In fact, uh, she was going uh, to karaoke bars by herself. Uh, at times where she could uh, and pretending she was not a married woman. And so uh, she was ashamed by that. But she she confessed that uh, to the church and uh, but has been set free and has been brought back into a closer relationship uh, with God, having having gone through COVID herself, uh, realising what's important in life and, and drawing her strength from Christ afresh uh, and now uh, wholeheartedly committed to the, the outreach of the church in Chiang Mai. So uh, with with us, where are we? How, how are we doing? How are we doing with the temptations of the Internet, whether it be things that we shouldn't be looking at, whether it be uh, online shopping that's just so easy and, and maybe just draws too much of our attention? Are we drinking uh, from the Lord? Are we drinking from other things, as Brian was alluding to last week? Uh, if we are drawing our strength from Christ, if we are drawing our strength from the one who's always present and always in our lives, uh, then then as we're filled up, we can flow uh, and we can be a blessing to people around us. And uh, that would be wonderful if we are as growing as a group of people through this time, taking opportunities as they arise uh, to realize that God is with us, regardless of the situation. We don't know how long this is going to go on for, but we know God is with us. I'd like to finish with the thought of, you know, how... What is our worldview? How does it? How do we? How do we look at things? Are we looking? Are we uh, glass half empty people? Are we glass half full people? You know, if we're constantly receiving and drawing our strength from God, who is with us, no doubts, He's with us. If we're drawing our strength, if we have this river, this torrent coming into our lives because we're pouring out, uh, then we're actually not glass half full people. We're not 
uh, glass half empty people. We're overflowing people. We're people who are being topped up because we're being poured out. And in in Luke eleven, where uh, the the passage of the man who is uh, is um, receiving somebody uh, but doesn't have anything to give him and see he goes to somebody else and asks for for bread to give to somebody else that's a teaching that Jesus gives about uh, asking for the Holy Spirit if we if we uh, have a heart uh, that are consecrated and committed to what uh, God's purposes are uh, during this journey that we're all on together uh, and we we seek him he will actually give us he will give us what we're lacking in order to, for us to be useful uh, for his kingdom so let's uh, uh, I want to leave that uh, with you this morning it's wonderful to have this time together so uh, God bless you uh, let's just pray now Father in heaven, I just want to thank you so much uh, for the pictures from the wilderness that come to us this morning as as warnings. Uh, But Lord, thank you so much that uh, even in the midst of temptation and struggle and challenges and fears, uh, you are here. You are there. You are here. You are with us now. And so, Father, I pray for us as a church that we would be drawing strength from the water, the living water, and that we would be being topped up and we would be overflowing Lord, that we wouldn't be glass half empty, glass half full people, thinking that's a personality trait. But Lord, that we would be vessels, uh, empty and filled and emptied and filled and the flow of your spirit uh, working through our lives to your praise and glory. In Jesus name. Amen.